Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here today because I have the lovely Jennifer with me and I'm going to introduce her and then we're going to dive right into her journey and everything she has to offer today, which is amazing. I cannot wait. So Jen uses gratitude and aromatherapy to transform the lives of people and their pets. Jen Altieri is a certified life coach and founder of Hope in Our Heart Life Coaching for Women, veterinarian certified animal aromatherapist because pets are family too. Jen is also founder of Kindness Shared Happiness Squared. Together, her hubby and family, they run Kindness Shared as a 100% volunteer-based charity. The Kindness Shared mission is for every child and animal to know kindness, love, and happiness. Thank you so much, Jen, for being here today. Oh, I am so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Oh, I can't wait to start talking and diving into your journey because I find it so fascinating. Everything you've done, even when we met years ago now um, at a workshop um, that you were facilitating years ago, but I would love for you to really just talk about your journey. How did you get started with life coaching, but also with aromatherapy and the charity? I know it's a lot. <laughs> All right, so I'll do my best to, to navigate that in a way that makes sense. Um, and I think for a lot of your entrepreneurs, it's really, you hear a lot about find your niche, right? Like that's, and that could almost be overwhelming. It can make you feel stuck if you haven't figured it out. And a life coach for pets and people is definitely a unique niche. So, so for anybody watching, if you don't have that unique of a niche yet, no worries. You know, part, yes, it is important. And I think there is a certain amount of finding your niche comes by just taking the action steps and following your intuition, because I don't know how many of us started where we are now when we started our entrepreneurial journey, right? Like I, uh, it's it's something that naturally happens as you're just listening to your own guidance and um, and yes, coaches are important, business coaches, all of the things and all. And so they are not wrong uh, that these things are important. It's just it, give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of space to find that niche without the pressure, is what I would say yeah. first. Yeah. So, um, I. The animal component for me started very early. Like I started my life as a painfully shy child who related to animals best. That was my comfort zone. I, um, and then growing up, that didn't really go away. Um, I always had that connection and I used to train horses and teach horseback riding. And as an instructor and as a trainer, the shyness, although I think we learned to cope 
with and, and find the strengths in being shy and being introverted, but it doesn't necessarily go away, which is a good thing. So that's another thing that I want to speak to any of your introverted entrepreneurs out there. It's such a blessing when you really get comfortable in it and see the strengths. Um, Cause like, I'm not going to be for everybody. Nobody's going to be for everybody. Um, I, I am for, I work very well with other introverted women because we just get it. We're on the same vibe. Yeah. Extroverted women, I might bore a little bit, but introverted, we're, we're good. Um, so I was able to do things with horses that other people couldn't because I was just very chill. I didn't mess with their vibe. I could teach and I, I didn't know anything about the law of attraction at this time, but it was amazing how I got all of the really shy kids to teach. I got all of the introverted women and it became, you know, that's where they got their so much confidence because mm -hmm. we know everything leaks onto other areas of our life, right? So you can have a hobby or a sport or one area of your life where you really excel and build your confidence and that leaks over into the rest of your life. And uh, so I was life coaching in a way back then when I didn't really even understand these things, I was just doing what I was called to do, what I loved to do. And um, after we moved to, that was New Jersey, after we moved to Florida, I left the horse world behind professionally and dove into personal development. I am totally a product of the product. Uh, my personal life, my marriage, my my uh, parenting, everything was just this giant mess. So I dove into personal development work. And when it changed my life, I knew a couple of things. One, I love to teach. So this became like the next thing I was going to, to teach. And I, the second thing is I knew that if I could do it, everybody could do it. So it was just like the next natural thing for me to teach. So I, I took my personal experience and got certified in all of the things. I'm NLP certified. I'm a, a whole bunch of certifications, which, you know, you pull out, you use what, what's great about that is you can pull out the pieces that work and then form your own programs and your own process and, and get the feedback from real live people for what works and, and what doesn't. So, um, so I've been life coaching now for quite a while and animals have not gone away though, right? And <laughs> shortly, shortly after I started my own life coaching business, so that was my entrance into entrepreneurship and running my own business and how that goes. Um, I've always knew that I wanted to have a charity. That was just something that was in me. Um, we grew up my mom was very big into service to the community and service in any way that we can. And so we were always volunteering, doing things all over the place. And I, that was just a, a vision. Like I wanted my own so I could make the decisions of, you know, like what I was most passionate about. Uh, so once Hope in Our Heart was rolling, I was able to turn my focus a little bit to start kind of shared. And at the time, and also good to know, like, just start wherever you are. Like, I knew that I wanted to incorporate animals and kids at some point. Also, starting out, I did not have the means to do that. There was, we didn't have the resources. We didn't have anything. I had a heart to serve, though. So I'm like, you just have to start with where you are. So what we did is um, I went out and I found other charities that were doing really good work. 
that were passionate about the, the people that they served and were fiscally responsible. And I asked them, where are your gaps? Because no matter how large or small the budgets are, there's always gaps for the little things. So I figured we could go in and fill in the gaps uh, for them. It's better to collaborate than to compete, whether you're competing for dollars or, and I never wanted to overlap services, that's just redundant. So I'm like, let's just collaborate and be helpful where we can and support people who are already out there doing really great work. And so that's how we started. Right now, we do have our own property. So we're on a five acre farm. We have 19 rescue therapy animals. And while we have our own therapy programs and our own programs in general, um, we have not left behind any of these, the charities that we were filling in gaps from when, when we didn't have our own footing. We still do all that. So we, we still collaborate with everybody. Those relationships are super important and they're not any less important or valuable when we started as they are now. So we just, we cover it all. So the animals are still very much involved. And aromatherapy is the newest piece, which again, just mm. gradually came because I have been using essential oils for myself for a while. And then I would learn little bits here and there because I knew it was something that was super safe and super effective for my clients to use. So I've been helping them choose the right oils for their situations for quite some time. Um, and it was really the animals that prompted me to learn more and study, uh, particularly one we have, um, Dapper, our rescue dog came, uh, in a wheelchair and with just so many problems and so many wounds to heal and emotional problems. And he's on so many medications that I knew I wanted to find alternatives to most of that. Um, and I found a really great program, uh, with a world renowned vet to get certified in. So that's what I did. And I work with her still extensively. She is my mentor. So if I have any challenges that are beyond me, I, it's like, I have a vet in, in my pocket. It's just such a great resource. She's such a giving, um, loving person. So I always have that. So I have complete confidence in, yes, I can help you. And if I can't help you, I will tell you, but it won't be something I can't figure out because you don't just have me. You, you know, we have, we have this incredible person to turn to. Um, and probably the best part, like the, the healing, the animals is awesome. Yeah. It, since most of them come to me from being a coaching client first, I know the behind the curtains of what goes on in their, their home life. A lot of them right. makes right. sense. Right. Yeah. So, so when we're choosing oils, I can help them choose oils that I know. Cause a lot of times if you're dealing with animals with emotional stuff, you're going to diffuse. That's the most popular way to use your oil is to diffuse it. So I can help them choose oils, but the animals have to self help, have to self select. They are part of the process for sure. <laughs> um, but oils that will be effective for them, perhaps for their spouse, for their children, like for the whole household. Because when you're diffusing for an animal and people are a little bit, they don't think much of it. They're very resistant, right? There's, they, they do not meet that with any kind of resistance because you're diffusing for this animal. But I happen to know that that oil can suit that person for this and this person for this. Mm. And all of a sudden people are like, 
wow, you know what? My husband's actually a funny guy. Oh my goodness. Like, wow, so much more peaceful in my house now. And wow, I've never seen my husband so relaxed. So we get to have an effect on the whole family just because everybody has this combined interest in having the animal have the best life that they can. And it just, it helps everybody. So it's just amazing the way that has all unfolded. And I could have never planned that from the beginning. I could have never planned that. So if I was working on my niche, you know, all the way back then, it's different. So it's going to evolve just like everything in life does, right? Your dreams evolve, your everything evolves. So where you are today, your niche might be very different from where it is tomorrow. So just be, be flexible along the way. Yes. No, that's such an important topic too, because I, I do think, especially when you're starting out as a coach, you're told, okay, find a niche, focus in on that niche. You can change it later on, but like focus in. And a lot of times you're right. It does evolve based off of new information we get, different experiences we have with clients, and it shapes and turns things to what you're ultimately supposed to do in that time frame. And it can still evolve. That's the beautiful thing. It's not set in stone for eternity. But I love that you do work with animals and the aromatherapy because aromatherapy is not really talked about a lot. So could you kind of touch a little bit further into what that is? I know it has to do with oils, but for others to really understand the depth of it. Yeah, sure. And you're right. It's not talked about it a lot. And when you do hear about it, it's anecdotal. But there is, there's so much science backing the use of essential oils. Um, so using essential oils, you can use them for whether it's um, emotional needs, physical health needs. There is actually, if you look in the you know, in the file, in the science-backed evidence, there is research connecting it to being able to help heal cancer. There are so many anti-tumoral um, oils. So you can use it for so many things. What I would say with pet, and really important to note when we talk about essential oils, that you use a therapeutic grade essential oil because perfume oils or that most of the brands that you get off of the, um, the store shelves mm -hmm. are not therapeutic. They're more of a perfume grade. Mm -hmm. So that you wanna be careful with. There's really only two or three brands that I recommend to use for pets. So, um, so just, you know, don't just go, go grabbing your oils now that we're talking about it and diffuse or put on your pets or, or anything like that. So I, I yeah. definitely want to, you know, say that because not all oils are, are created equally, but the therapeutic grade ones, you can, um, really have an effect emotionally very quickly and also, um, topically using different oils for different reasons. Like if you look at Right now, so many people have come through like pandemic puppies, right? People adopted all, and then, yeah. then these puppies have been home with their owners the entire lot, like their entire lives are the pandemic. So they don't understand that, oh, life is changing and my owner's going out to work or, or leaving or going out for hours and they have separation anxiety yeah. uh, and they're tearing up the house or tearing up the crate or themselves. Like, so there's, that has been one of my um, biggest sources of clients is separation anxiety and we can help that with oils. Um, senior dogs, 
just like people, we look, you know, we, they need more medications. They have more aches and pains. They have arthritis, they have this and that. And the typical medications for senior dogs are, you know, not so good on their tummy after they've been taking them for a while, just like people. So if we can swap that out for essential oils, then, you know, we're, it's, it is kind of like the alternative medicine. It's, you know, essential oils are, are in that family for sure. There's so much that you can do with it. Well, thank you for sharing that because I do think, you know, you're right. Like not every supplement or oil is created equal. So really being able to be aware of that, especially for our animals, they're our family. So it's really important that we have the right one. So that's why I'm really glad we're talking about this and you're bringing it up because it's one, it's not talked about, but two, especially for our pets, because we want to protect them and they do have arthritis or cancer or anything else that comes up that we want to protect them and keep them as safe as possible. But I want to kind of jump back to when you started life coaching, what was, I know you were going through a lot with life and everything and you were diving deep into personal development. What was that push for you to start your own business? Um, I think it's just that natural part of me that loves to teach. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I I came from teaching people how to ride horses, uh, Mm -hmm. but I would teach anything. Like if I was, um, I used to take piano when I was little, I never got very good at it, but I would sit you down and like, let me teach you how to play this piece that I learned. I love, love, love to teach. And I love to learn. So it was, it was totally just the natural where I did have a problem, and if people are thinking about life coaching this, they may have this as well. I struggled with what was mine to teach mm. and what was other people's material yeah. because everything I learned, somebody taught me. So I wanted to be very careful. And also there's that confidence piece because I didn't have that confidence going out to say, it's okay. Here's my part of the journey and decipher that. So what I did was, um, which was a good thing because then it leads you to your next step, right? Cause all that's when I'm like, all right, well, I need to get certifications of my own then I'll be okay. And that's when I got certified in, um, NLP mm-hmm. and went through all that. So I had that, then I got certified in passion test facil- facilitating. And by, so by the time I came out of those two, those are my first two, I felt like okay, these people are totally giving me permission to go out and take this to the world. That's why they do it. Um, So I had the confidence to then say, hey, okay, I know how to do this. Been doing it a while. And what I did was I started by not charging. Um, I I had a goal of a certain amount of clients that I would work with where I was not going to charge so that if I made a mistake, they weren't like, Hey, what do you like? They knew, like, I'm new at this. I don't want to charge you because I'm, I'm learning as I go. And, uh, and they were, you know, they were fine with that. And every time I taught, I, I went out and I coached somebody, I can't tell you how many times I thought, how am I going to help them through that? And I did. And it was amazing. So I really think the universe gives you the people that you are supposed to help. And, and 
you know, our own limiting beliefs, even, even as a life coach, like any life coach who doesn't say, oh, I don't have any limiting beliefs, you should probably turn and run, right? <laughs> because everybody's human and it is all a process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I would look at so many people and, and be worried, like, can I deliver them the value that they need? And every time it's like the universe was saying, yes, you can look at this. Yes, you can look at this. And I, and I just knew I was going in, you know, this is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing because I kept getting the that evidence of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And no, you talked a lot about like imposter syndrome, right? Where a lot of times people might feel like you didn't say it, but that's like what I was gathering as well of just that fear or the doubt or not believing and like, oh, can I do this? I haven't experienced this before, but pushing through that and knowing you were more than capable of doing it, but you were able to take that and fuel that to helping your clients and being able to continue on that journey. And I'm curious, how did it evolve, at least with the life coaching? I know it kind of moved into more animals too, but it's kind of like a, I guess a balance um, from what you've told me. But what do you think was that evolution of just continuing moving forward with the universe providing like validation as well as your own validation of doing it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just one of those people. I just keep taking the next step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know it yeah. doesn't have, I don't have to know where it's going. If I think it's a good idea or it sounds like I just go for it. I just, just take the next step because what is the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to fail. Well, not like I haven't done that before. Like, you know, so you fail, you learn. Um, and that's, that's totally fine. What, um, I would say the biggest change that I didn't expect, like, okay, yes, you're working with animals now. Well, that makes total sense. If you, you know, since childhood, that makes total sense. But the, all of the work that I'm doing online now, that, that is a surprise to me because like, you were at a gratitude gathering in yes. person mm-hmm. and that was my thing. Like I wanted to gather women in person. I didn't have a call to reach out to, you know, further than our geographical area. I was totally happy with, with what we were doing. And then COVID and not that we didn't do some things online. Of course I did yes. some things online, but the, the main business for group stuff was in person. Um, then COVID comes and I'm like, well, how can I be of service and, you know, bring what I do to as many people as I can. That's when I started doing gratitude gatherings online. And in the beginning we did them. And I say we, because I asked um, Larita, who you may remember from the gratitude gathering, I'm like, Hey, you know, do you, would you do this with me? Let's, why don't we, let's do this every week. Let's show up and, and, do this mm-hmm. um and she was totally on board so we we did it during you know for i forget for how long just as a free service and then it, when it became like okay this is the new normal uh we we shifted into a paid membership model and yeah i mean if, if people really wanted it and they didn't have the means we do have scholarships in there like we we don't want financial needs to be a barrier to anybody who wants it. Um, But so gratitude gatherings are going strong. Um, There's so, I I get so much value out of of doing them. We're doing them twice a week now. And um, that membership has just brought so many beautiful women together 
uh, with, and, and that's my thing with hope in a heart is transformation through gratitude, because what do we see all the time, right? People are their worst critics. They are not their best cheerleader. They are their worst critics. Yeah. And what if there's a better way? Like there is a better way. I promise you, you can love yourself into the next best version of yourself. Lightning years faster than you can beat yourself up there. So so that's where the whole, you know, premise of let's, let's do this weekly. And we used to do them like seasonally. So now we do them weekly. We have them twice a week and gratitude gatherings has been such a blessing that has grown out of COVID that we've been able to connect to so many women and help them through, um, through any challenges in their life by focusing on gratitude instead of that critic in their head. Yes, because it can be very loud sometimes, but I, I think it's really important to remember to the act of kindness and gratitude and being able to be around other empowering individuals like yourself in that space. Because I remember too, just going to it for the first time and just the amount of love and compassion that's in that space is so beautiful and continuing to do that and move it online. I'm sure there was a little bumps in the road of getting it from in-person to online at first, but being able to continue it now, has it been for two years? I'm about yeah. two years. Yeah? Yes, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're about to celebrate our our second year as, uh, as paid membership. So it's been, yeah. So since, since 2020, yeah, whenever, you know, when, as soon as that's, as soon as the pandemic started, we, st we started that. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that is it, you know, it, it, it really is so beautiful to be able to see all of these wonderful women. And that's something I think too, that no matter what you're going into entrepreneurship wise, mm -hmm. when you're looking for your niche, definitely pay attention to the people who you love to love because mm -hmm. in order to be successful I think like I pour my heart into everything I do and everyone that I come across it's just you know that I just not in a codependent I'm relying on your results type of way but just right. in a, if I'm going to do something I I'm going to want to love to do it and if I'm doing it with you I want to love you so your clients your customers who whatever your your world looks like as an entrepreneur make sure that you can love them easily because <laughs> it's that's kind of what it's going to take like you know if you have to be able to love the people that you work with and i am so blessed to be able to do that uh, and it just shines through too just all the work that i've seen you do in person online everything but and i mean it just symbolizes too your name of your business as well just all the love that you do share and shower people with too. And I think that's what it is about. It's loving what you do and finding what works for you and what you love right now might shift and change and pivot. And just like the pandemic made a lot of things pivot, but you use that to your advantage. You didn't allow it to stop you with your gatherings as well. You just moved it to the online space. And I'm sure that was a challenge, but what was like probably the best thing that came out of it? I know you mentioned a few things already, but like for you, what was the best thing of moving it online and being able to continue it? Um, the ease that it turned out to be for the people who were coming in person, as much as they loved it, they enjoy it 
from the feedback that I have even more that now they can come more because mm -hmm. it's online. Right. So, you know, and they don't require, if they have kids at home, it doesn't require a babysitter. There's no planning or a pet sitter. Like they can literally. So um, the fact that so many of them find it easier, that's awesome. And now we are in, I forget how many different states. So that's great that we can bring women together that weren't together before. And that is my biggest surprise with Kindness Shared also, because mm. um, Kindness Shared had to go online. And I did not think that our animal programs were going to translate online. I didn't think that at all. But I was asked to do it. And I'm not going to say no. I'm like, hey, you think it's going to work? Let's give it a try. I don't know how, but, um, and it does. And now we have participants in like 10 different states. I think we're up to 90 participants. So they love it. They absolutely love it. And the barrier that broke down for them is that a lot of kids, when they were coming here, were all gung-ho. I love animals. I can't wait to pet them. I can't wait to see them and learn about them and all of the things. And then they get here and they're scared. So, you know, they're like steps back They're They don't. So it eliminated the barrier of fear. And yet they still, they learn about them. They can tell you all of our animals names. They can tell you their birthdays. They can tell you their histories. Like they are involved as if they were here and they are as connected to these animals as if they were here. Only the ones who had the fear when they got here, they don't have the fear. So it's like it even playing field for them. And we do have a, a lot of participants with disabilities that would prevent them from being able to get here. Uh, so this way they get to show up and they get to know just, a, just as much about the animals as somebody without different disabilities. So it really equalized the field for everybody to enjoy the animals without any anything holding them back. Oh, that, that I would have never seen. I could have never seen that coming. <laughs> Definitely. Even just like kind of hearing about it too, because I know sometimes, especially kids might be a little shy or nervous around bigger animals or anything like that, but that desensitization or like being able to desensitize the children to that and understanding, okay, well, let's learn about it. Let's see it on camera, the animal or whatever that goes on. Obviously I'm not there, so I don't know, but um, mm -hmm. from what you're saying too, it just, it allows them to take it moment by moment and step by step versus yeah. just everything at once. Yes, exactly. Huh. For sure. So going forward, I would imagine probably for, for both Hope in Our Heart and Kindness Shared, there will be probably a hybrid version for our locals and for the people online because you don't want to you're not going to leave them behind now like they're family <laughs> they're family yeah. because if they live next door so uh so everybody has to be included so it'll just be the the newer version of inclusion and what does that look like and uh i don't know we'll we'll find out eventually when when the time is appropriate but um but for now yeah it's amazing what we've been able to do online really blew me away Oh, I believe it. And I think that's amazing that you have been able to facilitate all the changes that did happen, but not miss a beat and just getting creative. And that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's pivoting when you feel like you're hitting a wall or something comes up. You're like, okay, how are we going to tackle this? 
I don't know, but we're going to try something. (laughs) And that's what I feel like you have done throughout your journey, just everything that you've shared today. Um, And I'm just so honored that we have the opportunity to have you on today. But before I let you go, we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions. Are you ready for those? I am ready. Yes. Okay. (laughs) The first question is, who is your hero? My mom, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Personally, professionally, all of the things. That would be my mom. Oh, I love it. Moms are the best. <laughs> and what motivates you to work smarter when you're just, instead of working harder, just working smarter? Um, well, I work smarter every chance I get because I, I really believe that life can be easy. Um, you know, there d- it doesn't have to be a 16 step process for everything. What if it's, you know, how, what if it is a little bit easier? Uh, and at the same breath, that doesn't mean that you're not putting in all the hours or, or putting in all of your energy. It just means you're funneling that energy to like the most effective place. Cause when you love what you do, you tend to be working all the time anyway. So, you know, do it in a way that fuels you rather than burns you out. Yes. Well said. <laughs> um, so if you were a superhero, what power or powers would you have? All right. So I don't relate that uh, well to superhero. However, TV wise or movie wise, and there probably are superhero things, but I'm an Adam Sandler fan. So I would say, remember Click? Like I would love oh, yeah. to, to have a Click, but use it, use it wisely, right? Like use it for good because everybody has to feel the feelings and go through the stuff but but what if we could help them go through it a little faster and what if we could help them stretch out those loving moments that are too far and few between sometimes or you know so like i would i would love to use that remote for like good healthy empowerment not not in the way that he used it not you know um and also probably like dr doolittle if i could actually speak to my animals that would make my life a whole lot easier um i think maybe not that might be a be careful what you (laughs) um and then i i have one more and but this this is tv so it's i dream a genie like if i could just like you know or bewitch like you know just twitch your nose (laughs) or blink your eyes and be somewhere and eliminate the whole travel portion and just just be there that'd be awesome so that's (laughs) like teleporting right yes yes exactly teleporting yep mm-hmm. oh man i love that i i want that one too but i love like i could i was totally picturing dr doodle before when you said adam sandler in the beginning i was like oh what about him yes it's just yeah. like the fact that you work with animals oh yes. those are incredible powers you would have <laughs> um maybe you will have them one day who knows they might yeah. pop up um so if you could share a meal with any four individuals living or dead who would they be okay so i only need three individuals that would be uh my grandpa my dad and my uncle bill because they have all transitioned so i would like to uh i would i would definitely sit down with the three of them oh power of generations yeah (laughs) i like that that's beautiful. Um, what is the most daring thing you've ever done? I think the most daring thing I've ever done is write a parenting book where I basically spill everything I did wrong. 
that that would be um, that would be pretty daring. I think like my kids don't have to write a tell all about me because I've done it. <laughs> you know, and, you and my my mom doesn't have to worry that I'm gonna you know write a book about all the terrible stuff that you know my childhood this or that. No, no, no. I just put the spotlight here. This is all the things I did wrong. This is how you can avoid to do them. If you choose to, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. It's taking accountability, but also just shedding light that nobody's perfect and learning from mistakes, but all, not even mistakes, just lessons learned of our lives and how we went about it. Ah, oh, for sure. And I, I figured when I put it out there, I'm like, if I can help one person, it is totally worth it because that's it. There's just one person and it's worth it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, what is the phone app that you use the most? Um, the one I like the most is Voxer. To be honest, the one I use the most is probably Facebook. Uh, but Voxer is my favorite. Mm, yes. I just got introduced to that app not too long ago. <laughs> it's a good one. It's good. Yeah, it really is. It's very helpful. Um, what is the last book that you've read? The last book I read, I actually just reread, and it's called Life on the Sunny Side by Sunny Simon. Oh, she would be great for you to interview, by the way. Um, she yeah. she has a um, Life on the Sunny Side. It's just short little inspirational yeah. pages for uh, busy women. So it, it's um, it's a good little inspir. It's not little. It's kind of big. So, but it's great because they're short reads. So I love it. And I guess full full uh, transparency, there is a chapter that she talks about me and and oh, wow. she published her book after coming to one of my vision board workshops. So, uh, but it is it is right here on my desk. I did just flip through it again. So I'm like, it's, it's not, a, it's not a promotional thing. I swear it is. A, and she's such an amazing woman. So yes, really, really I'm like, I remember her like the name because it's such a different ah, name. Yes. She's such a, a sunlight. Yes. Right. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. We got to talk. Um, what is, so if you were to have a movie about your life thus far, who would play you? Well, hopefully somebody i would say let's say somebody brand new that is mm. like just really wants to wants a role and wants to put their heart in it and it gets to be like they're you know like i'm in a movie you know like something yeah. that they've always wanted to do that would be an unknown who it's like their big break would make me the happiest i love that <laughs> i know that's so awesome being able to really have that breakout role <laughs> with your life story <laughs> what so if you have a favorite family recipe that whether it's traditional or just what you love to make as a family what would that recipe be um well for me I don't cook uh, mm -hmm. my husband does all of the cooking and my favorite family recipes do come from my grandma which I, um, I, so I got the recipes from her and taught him how to make them. And it, however, fast forward, uh, I no longer eat them because for the past, uh, almost 10 years I've been vegan. So I'm the only vegan in my family, <laughs> but those particular, um, some of my grandma's key recipes, they are, they're the family favorite. Mm -hmm. And then I eat a separate 
<laughs> a separate dish alongside. <laughs> so, and I really don't have any favorites. I, I am not a big foodie whatsoever. So I, I, I'm happy to eat anything that's, anything that's vegan makes me happy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to please. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So speaking of veganism, animals, um, what, if you were to describe yourself as an animal, like personality type, what animal would you be? Well, I would aspire to be, I hope I am, um, a pit bull. Mm. Years ago, I would have told you horse, but more and more, I'm like, I don't have a spook in me like a horse. Like I do not spook. Mm. I don't, I don't like, I'm like, that's, that's not it. And the more, uh, I may have been a horse in the past lifetime. I don't know. <laughs> I have spent enough time with them in this lifetime, but the more I work with pit bulls, I really hope that I'm, uh, like a pit bull because they are the most loving mm -hmm. animals. They are the most forgiving. I have just come across so many that have been so abused and neglected and they mm -hmm. never stop loving. They net, they're trusting the, their power to trust and forgive and love is just flat out amazing. And the more vets that I work with, um, say all say the same thing they all so it's not just my experience it's everybody's that i'm i'm collectively gathering like these animals they're also the most misunderstood and yes. being shy and introverted lots of my life i was very misunderstood people put their own labels on me and thought what they thought about me but never actually knew me because i was always so quiet and, and kept to myself so so they're super misunderstood um, and they're so, so loyal and want to please like yeah. it, when, when they do, when you look at ones that have been misused and used for fighting and it's not that they fight like that because they're vicious, they fight like that because they love you so much, even though you're not being nice to them, they love you and they're giving you their whole heart. So I would, I would hope to be, that's, I would hope to be a bit Oh, yes. No, my best friend has a, a pit bull rescue. She rescued and just the sweetest, the sweetest. And they are very misunderstood, extremely. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that too. Little shout out to the pit bulls. <laughs> oh, we got to love them. Um, so what is one thing that can instantly make your day better if it's just not going the way you want it to? Um, I have a few go-tos, um, the sky for sure. Mm. Um, that, that's, that's a, a good one for me. Gratitude in general, I could just start looking around and, and, you know, like, okay, let's get real. Let's, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Right. It's all around us in this country that we live in. We have all, all this abundance and all of these blessings. And then, um, if I feel like, I'm missing something or I'm just having one of those times where you're like in a lower vibration than you normally are maybe and feeling like whatever. I figure I can't be alone. There must be other people feeling the same. So I'll get on my phone and I'll start texting different people like nice little, hi, I'm thinking about you or an inspirational text or an I love you or I just kind of go out there and try to make a bunch of people feel better. And by the time I do that, then I feel better. I'm all, I totally forgot why I started texting everybody. And next thing I know, all this time went by and I just spent all this time on my phone, you know, just sending out love and I feel better. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's just like a testament to who you are. 
<laughs> oh, you'll love it. You will love it. So the next time you're down, just say, what is it I want? What do I feel? Like, yeah, let's, somebody else feels this way. Let me make yes. their day better. Yeah. Oh, beautifully said again. <laughs> um, and so if you do have a day off, you're not working with your animals or any clients, what is your favorite way to spend your day off? Um, I am such a happy homebody, so so it, I won't be doing anything exciting. That's that's for sure. Um, I may just be hanging out with, with my animals. Um, probably something family related, though. I do enjoy spending as much time with family as I can. So um, I'd probably be doing something something with family. Oh, yes, family is the best. <laughs> Um, so my last question is, what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry? Um, maybe the, well, two things, maybe the generational impact because people think about life coaching and it's like me centered, right? Like I'm making myself better, but what people don't necessarily know is that one of my favorite things about life coaching is that get to touch generations because when you make yourself better, if you have kids, you're making your kids better for it. Your relationship even up the line with your parents can be better and grandparents and everybody in your family. So you get to help generations by working with one person. Um, so maybe that, maybe that, that would be my, my number one people, people miss that or don't, you know, see the, the full scope of the, the possibilities. Yes, it's a greater impact than we're aware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Jen, I have one final question um, because I thank you for your time. But where can people find you and hire you? Everything along those lines. We'll link it below, but if you could let us know too. Okay, probably the best place because it would have all the links and the connections. Oh, and there's a whole bunch of free stuff there. So on my website at hopeinourheart.com is... Um, where you can get in touch with me. You can take a look at what, what I do. You can grab some, there's a bunch of free resources on there. Plus there's a link to kind of shared and I'm um, on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and the Instagram and, and um, Facebook links are on there as well. I'm just under um, hope in our heart. Every place is hope in our heart. Perfect. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing all the amazing things you are up to in this world and just really changing the lives of so many people and animals in this world. That is so necessary. But thank you so much for your time today and just being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so grateful. This has been so much fun. Thank you. And we will see you all on the next video.